Welcome to this abbreviated worship service provided by St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnais and Kankakee. I'm Pastor Mike Hanel. In today's service, you'll hear readings from God's Word, a sermon, the Lord's Prayer, and receive a benediction. But before that, a few quick announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. For all of you who have been listening to our radio broadcast on WKN Radio, you should now have realized that our radio broadcast is now at 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning. We hope this time change will make it even easier for you to join us in this time around God's Word. I know that COVID is a very controversial topic for many. We all have pandemic fatigue and then some. It's true that survival rates for COVID are very high, but it's also true that for those this will affect, it can be devastating. On October 30th, COVID-19 hospitalizations in our county were 26. On November 18th, that same count was up to 97. That trend is not sustainable. Because now it's not just COVID-19 people we're worried about. It's any sick person, not to mention all the overworked hospital staff. I'm not saying that we need to live in fear and never go out in public again, but we need to do our part to help reverse some of these numbers. The hardest part about doing that is that it seems COVID begins being contagious before symptoms even develop. So wearing a mask doesn't stop you from being contagious, but it does cut down your odds of passing COVID to others if you are carrying it with you without knowing it. As a pastor, I don't want to see any of my flock get sick. I also don't want to see our local businesses go bankrupt, and I don't want to see our frontline workers get burned out. I'm not sure there's a magic solution to accomplish all of these things perfectly, but I request you all to be vigilant respectful, and kind to all those around you. God will continue to walk with us, even if the journey is not an easy one. And remember that no matter how all of this goes, you are God's beloved children. Jesus died for you and by God's grace has given you faith in Jesus and new life in him. Though this world groans and aches under the burden of our sin, God is at work making all things new in Christ and therefore also in you. God is our refuge and mighty fortress. Currently, St. Paul's is not holding in-person weekend worship services due to the surge in COVID-19 cases in our community. As of this recording, we have suspended all in-person services for the rest of the month of December. We hope to return to in-person services in December, but we urge you to keep up to date with us through our website, s tpaulslutheran.net and click the COVID-19 response link at the top of the page. Otherwise, you're welcome to call the church office to find out the latest information. Even though we have suspended those in-person worship services in November, we are still providing new online worship services, and you can access those online worship services anytime on our website. To do so, simply go to our webpage, stpaulslutheran.net and click Worship on the menu. And keep up with us on our Facebook page for more changes that may become necessary. And now we pray that you are blessed by the Lord's words this day. All three of our readings today reflect the time of the church year that we are in. This is the second to the last Sunday in the church year. And so our readings tend to focus on the end times. 
In all of our readings, you'll hear that focus, but they're going to use slightly different language as they talk about them. In the Old Testament reading, it will be talking about the day of the Lord, a day of vengeance and reckoning. In our epistle reading, you will hear about Paul telling the Thessalonians about the end as well, using slightly different words. And in our gospel reading today, in the form of a parable, Jesus will talk about that time of reckoning as well, when the master comes back to his servants. Our Old Testament reading from Zephaniah, the first chapter, verses 7 through 16. Be silent before the Lord God, for the day of the Lord is near. The Lord has prepared a sacrifice and consecrated his gifts. And on the day of the Lord's sacrifice, I will punish the officials and the king's sons and all who array themselves in foreign attire. On that day, I will punish everyone who leaps over the threshold and those who fill their master's house with violence and fraud. On that day, declares the Lord, a cry will be heard from the fish gate, a wail from the second quarter, a loud crash from the hills. Wail, O inhabitants of the mortar, for all the traitors are no more. All who weigh out silver are cut off. At that time, I will search Jerusalem with lamps, and I will punish the men who are complacent. Those who say in their hearts, the Lord will not do good, nor will he do ill, their goods shall be plundered and their houses laid waste. Though they build houses, they shall not inhabit them. Though they plant vineyards, they shall not drink wine from them. The great day of the Lord is near, near and hastening fast. The sound of the, Lord, the, sound of the day of the Lord is bitter. The mighty man cries aloud there. A day of wrath is that day, a day of distress and anguish, a day of ruin and devastation a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of trumpet blast and battle cry against the fortified cities and against the lofty battlements. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you, for you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. This is the word of our Lord. The Holy Gospel now according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus is telling a parable to his disciples, and he says, 
For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here, I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also who had the two talents came forward, saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here, I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also who had received the one talent came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has will be more given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast that worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts and the actions of our lives be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The last sentence of our epistle reading today that Paul wrote to the Thessalonians is this, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are now doing. That'll preach, won't it? Are you somebody who right now needs a little bit of encouragement? I know I do. This has been an awful week. I'll just say it. As all of the stuff that's been happening in our world has not just been happening in our world, but in our state and in our community and among our close friends and family, it's become discouraging. It's become hard. It doesn't matter whether you're talking about the pandemic and those cases of COVID that have turned up in our local community and have become extremely prevalent that now it's hard to find somebody who you don't know that has COVID. It's not just that, though. It's also the politics of our nation. It doesn't matter what side of the spectrum you fall on. You just look at the discourse. You look at the relationship between the two parties, between the two sides, and you see America divided. Now, that's not anything new. 
It's happened before in the past. It probably will continue to be a part of our nation, but it's still disheartening. It's discouraging. And so Paul writes, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are now doing. Isn't that why we're here? Isn't that what we are a part of? That we are built together? God didn't put us here alone, did he? Now, you may not be as close to one another as you normally are in your own homes and with your families. We are spread out and distanced. But nevertheless, we are not alone, are we? We are built together, built on the cornerstone of Christ. We are the body of Christ. It is not good for us to be alone, and so God created us for this fellowship. And we love, we rejoice in those times and in those moments when our fellowship can be gathered together in person, in worship, But we know there have been times when we haven't been able to do it. We've done it already this year. We may have to do it more. We are not sure. But this isn't the only time that our fellowship seems to have been broken. Just a couple of weeks ago, as we celebrated All Saints Day, we remembered our brothers and sisters who have died in faith this past year. Now, if you talk to some of the family members those who have lost loved ones, they would tell you that they feel like that fellowship has been broken, that they miss the presence, the physical presence of those loved ones in their lives. But we are the body of Christ. We have been built together. And so Pastor Copen in that message reminded us that even though we may be physically distant and separated, nevertheless, we are one in Christ. We are one body. And when the Lord comes back, that separation and distance, whether it's in time or space that we now experience, it will come to resolution and we will be together, brothers and sisters in Christ, for eternity. Therefore, we encourage one another and we build one another up just as we are now doing. As Paul wrote those words to those Christians in Thessalonica, the situation was not all that different from our own. It was a fellowship of Christians who were together in Christ. But then some of their loved ones had died. And this was disheartening to some of those Christians because they seemed to have been under the impression that Christ was going to come back, that that Christ would return and that all would be made whole again. And so when loved ones were dying, they thought, it's all over. They thought that those people would not experience all of those blessings that Christ was going to bring someday. So in the previous chapter in 1 Thessalonians, Paul needed to encourage them and remind them that the Lord would return and there would be a resurrection, a resurrection of all who have died. And those believers who have died in Christ, their bodies would be resurrected. And if we were still here when Christ returned, our bodies would be changed and transformed. We would be glorified. 
but we would be reunited. Reunited with those brothers and sisters in Christ who have died in the faith. Reunited with Jesus, our Savior. And so Paul said, you don't need to worry when somebody dies. You don't need to worry that they will miss out on Jesus' return. No, they will very much be a part of it. In fact, they will come from the sky. They will come from the heavens with our Lord, and we will all be brought up with him together. Paul there was talking about Jesus' final return. This is not about some hidden rapture, as some people talk. This is the final day of the Lord. Paul wanted the people to be encouraged to know that the body of Christ is built together, and it is built to last. There is nothing that will separate us from Christ. Nothing not even death, not even sickness, not even a pandemic, not even our political quarrels. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, even as you are now doing. That word that Paul uses to encourage one another is an interesting word in the Bible. It is a word that is used in a different form. This here is a verb but it is used as a noun to talk about the Holy Spirit. If you can remember the Feast of Holy Trinity, that's usually when this comes into play from John's Gospel, where we hear Jesus talk about another that he will send, and that other is sometimes called a counselor or a comforter. It's the same word in Greek, that noun form. This is the verb. That's what he's talking about. That's what Paul is talking about, an encouraging word. And if you connect that with the Holy Spirit, as I think you should, you understand what Paul is talking about. Paul is saying that when things get bad, when it seems like the world is getting dark, when there's a lot of bad news out there, we as Christians shouldn't simply stick our head in the sand and ignore it. Nor should we as Christians simply try to find all of the happy and positive things in this world to try to cheer ourselves up. The encouragement that Paul is talking about to Christians isn't just be be positive people, guys, or be optimists. Look on the sunny side of life. Paul is talking about the encouragement that we receive from the Holy Spirit about the gifts that only God can give. Because those gifts that our Lord gives to us, those aren't just happy thoughts. Those are real, concrete blessings. Things that will never change. Things that cannot be taken away. Things that we will never lose. And so as Paul talks about the encouragement that we should provide to one another. That encouragement truly comes from God's word and through his sacraments. And so as we encourage one another, we use God's word even as Paul did. For in our epistle reading today, Paul continues to go on about some of the troubling thoughts that people had, some of the misconceptions they had about the end times. And what does Paul do? He simply refers them back to Jesus' own words where Jesus said that those end times will come like a thief in the night. And so we as Christians should simply always be prepared. 
We don't have to make speculations. We don't have to make forecasts. We don't know when Jesus will return, but we are called to live as if he could return at any moment. We are to be people who live in hope, who live in the light, because Jesus's return for us is not a scary thing by any means. We are not destined for God's wrath. We are forgiven, forgiven by Jesus's own death on the cross. Our sins are forgiven. We are given God's grace and mercy. And so when Jesus returns, we know that that is the Lord ushering in that kingdom that will never end. And that is the best possible news for us. And so Paul says, live like that. Live in that hope. Live in that promise. Live in that faith. Paul takes doubts. He he takes fears, and he holds them up to the word of God, and he encourages, and he builds up those Christians in Thessalonica through the work of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we do as well. We are in a difficult place. We are in a difficult time. I am not saying that it has never been this bad. If you look throughout history, we have certainly faced worse. But nevertheless, if you are in a bad situation, it doesn't matter what's happened in the past. You only care what's happening now. And though I don't have answers for all of the questions of what next, what now? Why me? I do have encouragement. The encouragement of the Holy Spirit that the Lord brings to all of us in our situations. We need to continue to remain people of his word because that's the only source of our encouragement in these difficult times. That is the only way that we will ever build one another up on a solid foundation And so let's encourage one another. Let's encourage one another to be people who repent when we need to repent. It's okay to admit that we are sinful, that we have doubts and fears, because Jesus paid for our sin in full and we are forgiven. It's okay to encourage one another to forgive See, we can look at our own sins and see that they are forgiven, but we want to look at the people around us and see that their sins are forgiven too in Christ. And we want to help them to see that. We encourage one another by remembering our baptism. We remember our identity. Who are we? In all of this, it's easy to forget that we are children of God that we are his beloved children, and that we can go to him in prayer. We've been talking a lot about that. If your heart is heavy, go to the Lord in prayer. He wants to hear. He wants to answer those prayers. We encourage one another by opening his book, by opening scripture, and by reading it by making room in our life for that time of devotion, for that time of prayer, for that time to read God's word. Because Jesus, he has the words of eternal life. He has the words that you and I need. But we need to read them. We need that as our daily bread. We need to encourage one another 
in our time of suffering. We don't have the answer to all of those questions of why, but we have our Lord's promise that he can make good come even from the most wicked and evil things in this life. If you aren't sure of that, all you need to do is look to the cross of Christ. And there you see, out of the worst suffering in this world comes hope, promise, and our life. Therefore, we encourage one another in our time of sorrow to share our sorrow with one another. Let us bear one another's burdens. We don't have to go through this alone because we are not alone. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up to lives of faithfulness, to lives of perseverance. Times of trouble are here. They may pass, it may go away, but times of trouble will come again. Where is your foundation? Where is your hope? Our hope is found in Christ, who is our fortress and refuge. Therefore, look to him and be encouraged to continue to walk as you are walking as children of the day. Therefore, encourage one another that our Heavenly Father, He knows. Our Heavenly Father is in control. He has the whole world in His hands. There is nothing, there is nothing in this world that will ever separate you from His love. There is nothing that will ever separate you from his promises in Christ. There is nothing that will ever separate you from those blessings, those eternal blessings that he gives freely to those who trust in him. So my brothers and sisters in Christ, look to Jesus. Look to him, for he is our hope. He is our salvation we are encouraged because of him. We are built up and built together because of him. Let us then encourage one another and build one another up, even as we are already doing. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus who is our Lord and risen Savior. Amen. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who has taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thanks again for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. 
You can continue to hear our online worship services on our website. Just go to stpaulslutheran.net and click Worship on the menu. God's blessings to you this day.